Hello and welcome to my first PS Plus roundup in a while. So this is for August 2019 and it is currently October 2019 so a few months behind but I'm pretty excited to get caught up. So let's just jump straight in. The two games of August 2019 were Sniper Elite 4 and Wipeout <laughs> Omega Collection? Omega? Omega? Whatever it is. Now I'll dive straight into Sniper Elite 4. So obviously it's a sequel. It was developed by Rebellion Development. Released in 2017. And it's taken 41GB on my console. It is a third person shooter. But it's not like a typical third person shooter. Because as the title suggests you play a sniper. And it is very stealth orientated, obviously. You've got to be tact tactful? Tactiful? Tactical? What the frig is the word? You've got to be. You've got to have strategy. Okay. <laughs> Think tactics. So. I thought this was a very good game. Like, I thought it was very good it was way better than i expected it was gonna be it was the only reason i'm not like raving how good it was is because it's not my kind of game um it, i found it very very stressful but i can't deny like as a game i think it was very good i just expected it to be i don't even know what i thought but just shallow and just aiming at people and shooting from perches but it's a lot more than that it's like if you watch my video you'll have seen but basically even the opening level like first of all it teaches you some of the mechanics you can um melee kill you can kill by shooting objects in the environment you don't just have to shoot the guy and you've got to decide is it worth the risk shooting um certain people at certain times things there are things that like muffle the sound so you've got to choose your timing well if they notice that you've shot they're going to come looking for you so you've got to like plan out in advance are you going to make a distraction are you going to use a suppressor like there is so much to think about and i bet there's a lot of ways that you can complete the missions but as far as the missions go basically Obviously, I only got onto the first one. I never even passed the first one because it was that big. And basically, you're part of this small, I'm saying small, this big map or this small, I'm not, I was going to say small open world map, but that's wrong. It's like a medium sized map. And there are different objectives on the map for things that you need to do. So, the one that I was playing, there was like four nazi officers that you had to kill oh because it's set like second world war time i guess um i think that's when the nazis were wasn't it oh god i don't know much about history <laughs> that's terrible so there were four officers that you had to kill and there were three cameras that you had to destroy and i think there were a couple of other objectives as well and all of that is bearing in mind that that's not all there is on the map. There are plenty of like soldiers patrolling and stuff like this. And plenty of dangers. Um, there's plenty of environments. Or like there's shrubs that you can crawl in. And there's towers that you can hide up to get a good view. 
stuff like this. Um, there's a few different difficulties, and um, some the easiest difficulty switched off ballistics, which confused me. But now when I think about it, when I was playing, you had to decide what range the um, bullet was going to, but it was never really explained. But I think I kind of got a feel of it. But I think in easy mode that's turned off. But I think in hard mode it's made like even more details or something. I'm not quite sure. It is pretty much like sniper simulator. There's other objects as well like grenades and that's kind of all I really got. Um, health kits, trip mines, stuff like this. So if you are quite a strategic thinker I think it's a very good game for you because you can take your time, you can study the map, you can see what the people are doing, you can plan your moves and then you can execute it and if it all goes well, good. If not, then you could be able to still save yourself, you just got to be smart about it. Obviously for me, I spent most of my time in the original tower trying to pick off as many people as I could. But it got to a point where I had to abandon it because I couldn't see any more people. But it turned out there was a lot more people still on the map and everything went tits up for me. Which is fine because I'm not a sniper. And I think if that does happen, you can learn from it. And to be honest, I don't know what the what happens when you die. If you just go straight back to the beginning or what, I'm not sure. But like there's objects for you to collect in the levels. There's um Basically there's just so much to do. There's plenty of explosives that you can aim at oh and one of the things i think i read somewhere that it's like a staple of the series is the kill cam oh i think it was on the options when it said like do you want to have sniper elite's famous kill cam on or something and i pressed yes i kind of regret it because it was so if you do a good shot it will kind of show you in x-ray not even x-ray vision like just kill cam vision in gory detail of what has happened the first i don't know if it was the first one but one of the ones i got was the worst which was an explosion it was grim as hell but also when you do shoot someone um it's very detailed about what you do so you might shoot them and it might not kill them which is fine well it's not fine but you know it happens or you might shoot them in a certain organ or in a certain body part and it like tells you what you've done and I think you score off that can't tell you that for certain but I got a few heart shots which was cool um <laughs> I actually did manage to kill one of the officers and I got one hell of a testicle shot on him so that's I mean he deserved it right <laughs> shouldn't be a Nazi so the overall point of this mission was you have these submissions that you can tick off as you go if you bring up your map screen it shows you everything that you've got to do and then overall the end of this mission was to kill like the guy in charge officer schmidt i think he was called and i guess after that that would take you out with that mission and into a whole new map with new objectives i don't know how many they are or anything like that but Honestly, I, I just really highly recommend it. 
So some cool gameplay features um, that I want to bring up that I thought made it very unique compared to other shooters. So one thing that you could do, you could bring up your binoculars, which is a fairly common thing in some games. Like there's always binoculars, but they're never really useful, I've found. So these binoculars are different though. Like first of all, they've got absolutely class zoom. Like they zoom in further than your sniper rifle does. <laughs> So, um, what you can do is you can tag things, you can use R2 or something, and tag items or even soldiers and stuff like this. And once you've tagged them, they are now on your radar, and they have a tag over their head, and you can see where they are. So, if you're just scanning the area with your eyes and you think, okay, I know where everyone is, but then if you've missed one dude and he's not tagged, like, that's a bit of a scary thought. So you've got to thoroughly, you know, scan your environment and find out all your options. Yeah, you can also tag, like, explosives and things like this so that as you move around, everything will still be highlighted and you can, you know, exactly where you need to shoot or where you need to go to be able to shoot it, which I thought was a really cool feature. One of the other things that stood out nicely to me was the sound design. I thought I thought most of it sounded really nice. I don't know why, just the walking around and the the guns and stuff, I just thought it sounded really good. Until it came to picking up objects and as you were picking up objects, it was like using a some sort of gun sound and so every time I would accidentally pick up an object, I would shit myself because I thought that I was getting shot at or something. <laughs> but I think that's something you'd get used to. But other than that, I thought the rest of the sound was really nice. I don't know if I'm just starting to notice this more late, not lately, but since starting this series because of them wearing headphones. And I think things do sound differently on headphones, don't they, compared to when you're uh, watching on your TV. Or playing on your TV, so I do think headphones are very nice. But also, depending on the game, they are very immersive. But sometimes they can be too immersive for people for someone like me, anyway. So sound design was good. I thought the game looked so nice as well. It was like beautiful. I don't know if it was just the environment we were in. But I just thought, oh, like, the whole thing. I was just impressed. I don't know why, but in my head, I was imagining some kind of PS2 game. <laughs> Probably because I've never heard of the, the series before. Um, So I was surprised just how nice it looked. Um, And I did think it was, it was entertaining. Just, I'm not entertaining playing it. Because <laughs> I get too stressed. It is the type of game that I would like to to watch someone skilled play. Um, and I just highly recommend if you like anything stealth or anything shootery or tactical. I do actually recommend playing it because I think it's... I, I've only seen the first level but if it keeps on... Like keeps that standard up and keeps improving as the game goes on. Which you would assume it will. It should then I would say that it's like outstanding in those genres. It's very nicely made. Before I move on to the next game, I just would like to apologise if you can hear a lot of background noise. 
one, it is my pets. And two, there is a Halloween party going on right outside my house. And I keep hearing kids screaming and crying and shouting. So I think I can hear it on my headphones. So if you can hear it, I do apologise for that. So next up is Wipeout Omega Collection. Notice how I said Omega and Omega in one word just then, just to try and <laughs> settle this argument in my mind. So this game is was developed by how many? One, two, three, four different developers: GBS, XDev, Clever Beans, and EPOS Game Studios. It is thirty point two eight gigabytes on my PlayStation. And the best part about it, not that I've tried it yet still, but it is also compatible with PSVR. I feel like I should have done a bit more research into this game before doing this um, video because I never tried the VR um, version. I don't know if it is the whole game in VR. I, I assume it would be, or if it's just certain sections. But the game is... It's described as a futuristic racing video game, which is how I would describe it as well. And it was released in 2017. So you can play it flat, you don't have to play it VR. And flat is how I played it on my video, if anyone watched. It's... I don't know what I kind of make of it, because... I Well, it could be because I don't really find racing games that fun, that I'm not like, oh, it's amazing, you must play it, because... Was that my door? <laughs> I think I've got Halloweeners at the door. One sec. It was Halloweeners. Oh my god, I think it was the whole Halloween party just came to my door, but I missed them. <laughs> Why did I choose to record this at this time? I don't even remember what I was saying. I think I was saying that I'm not a racing fan, so I find it very hard to judge whether it's a good racing game or not. Um, you can play it in third person, you can play it in first person it's totally up to you it is like anti-gravity type thing but i don't think i don't feel like the anti-gravity plays a huge part in it because you're still on a track um it just twists a bit sometimes and goes a bit up and you know you jump a few times but you do that in a lot of normal racing games anyway but what i found the most enjoyable about it and i mentioned it a few times as i was playing is that it's kind of like an extreme, more, I was going to say more realistic, but that's not the right word, but less fictional Mario Kart. So, basically, as you are racing, the first race is just normal, and then you this starts to become weapons, and you can unlock different cars, as in normal racing games, but some of them are more speedier, some of them are more tankier, um and durable and it all becomes more part important later on because you are not just racing but half fighting as well like sometimes in a racing game if you get to the front and keep going all you need to do is not crash and you've won but even if you're at the front it just makes you more of a target in this game which is quite an interesting twist to it um there are different types of weapons that you can get. So you can get 
things that shoot like cannons and rockets and stuff like that you can get things you can drop like um bombs and stuff like that you can get shields and boosts uh, like turbo boosts and it i can only compare it to mario kart like i've never played another game that's made me want to play mario kart so much and i think that's where this for me that's where this game's strength is is that it will be fun to get your family sat around playing it yelling at each other killing each other's cars stuff like that however there is multiplayer but i think as far as i could see it was only for two one or two people and that was it there was online multiplayer <laughs> sorry if you can hear more rabbits i'm just seeing scampering around hello breeze hello lovely he's been pooling and he's just come over to see me so that's amazing news hello little boy <laughs> so I'll put a picture on the video if anyone wants to see him. Um, so I think it's very disappointing that in on couch co-op mode, you can only have two players. But, like I was just saying, there is an online mode. And it looked like you could have up to eight, I want to guess. But, obviously that means you all need to have your own consoles. You're not all going to be sat in the same room. And how, like, it's not something you can just get out for the family, is it? Okay, if you've got a group of friends. And I suppose this is a good thing. It's happened most months, actually, that I've covered so far with PS Plus. That they release a game with un online multiplayer. And if all of your friends have got PS Plus as well, you can all play it together. Which I think is one of the best things of PS Plus. Or it would be if I had a, a group of friends that I played online with. But to be fair, I don't have time to play online with people. But that could be fun, especially if you've got your voice chat on and stuff. But it's not a Mario Kart type situation where you can bust it out and play it with your family. Like at a family gathering or something. Um, which is where I suppose it makes sense because it can't just clone Mario Kart. But that's where the disappointment comes for me. So, other than multiplayer, there is a career mode as well. And career mode is... I didn't get too far, but there seems to be branches that you can go down. And there are the regular races. There are the regular races with weapons. There are time time trial races. Hello, my boy. Are you alright? And there are... I feel like I should have a camera on. <laughs> there are there was another type and I can't remember what it was I didn't play it though so maybe it wasn't another type so obviously there are goals for each of those races a lot of them that I was reading were saying top 5 to pass or come first to kind of win obviously <laughs> And then you need to build up your points to unlock the new races, which is pretty standard. Um, like I said, I didn't get too far, but it's pretty cool that you can 
you know, if you're stuck on one branch, you can go down another branch, try and get a better score, try and unlock some new cars, I guess, things like that. To be fair, I don't really know what um, what it is that unlocks the new cars. If it's a specific milestone, as in a score, or if it's a race. I don't actually know how you unlock. And I'm calling them cars. Are they cars? Are they ships? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> but there is all different, you know, brands. They've fully created their own fictional racing thing so it's not just an empty game i do feel like it's quite hard well this might just be me again i found it quite hard to control um i i did it's not like your standard um controls where it's r2 to go forward and um r2 to accelerate and l2 to Break, it is actually X to accelerate and R2 and L2 turn your vehicle like a bit more sharply so they help you drift around corners and stuff like that so my fingers were still not getting used to the fact that you have to hold X the whole time I don't know why but I just find it more comfortable to hold the triggers the whole time because it's, it's not your thumb is it it's one of your other fingers however it, the turns were quite intuitive. It was nice to be able to, if you needed a bump that way, just push the trigger and you'd get a little bump. So that was alright. It was different, which is good, in my opinion, because otherwise they all end up the same. But I would like to try it in VR. As much as I'm not going to play the flat version again, I'm just not that interested. I am going to try the VR version because... I think it'll be crazy, wacky. I think, I think I might fall over. I don't know. Like I think it's one of them things where even in flat, it can kind of make you go whoa a little bit. Especially in like the first person. <laughs> I did do a part of a race in first person, and I could not control it at all. So in VR, like. We will see. I'll, I'll give it a go. And then I guess it could be one of them games that's good to get your friends to try as well. You know, when your friends come around and try VR for the first time. Maybe. But I'm saying that without having tried it. So now I'm just making assumptions. So I can't really think of any more to say about Wipeout. Oh, there was one other thing. So when you boot up the game, there are like three options you can choose from. And at the time, I didn't realise. that One of them was like 2048, I think. One of them was HD. And then one of them was something else. I didn't realise. I think they are the three separate games that create the collection. If that makes sense. Makes sense to me. <laughs> I think it's correct. I apologise that I didn't do more research for this episode. It's because I've got this backlog and I'm just trying to spend my time as wisely as I can because I've already started playing the... Uh, what comes after August? September games. And then I want to get the October games done because the November games have now been released. And November will be here soon. So... Now I've gone off on a tangent, I'm not even talking about the games anymore, I'm talking about 
my schedule so overall as a month anyway let me do a summary i think it's a good month i think sniper elite is a very good game i think that's like i can't complain about that i think that is like great and i think it's good for people it's not one that i hear talked about a lot so i think it could have surprised a lot of people which is really nice um so that i think that's good value and i also think wipeout it is very very nice to have a vr game because it's been a while they used to add them on occasionally just as an extra game and they don't really do that anymore but it is nice to have a vr game just given you know and the fact that it's flat as well so no one can complain because People can't complain about VR people just getting special treatment because they can play it flat as well. And VR people can't complain about getting left out because there is a VR game. So, I think it is a good month. It is just not a great month for me. And I think that's where I would just like to leave it. It's, it's a good month. Not a great month though. I've had better months with smaller games if that makes any sense but that is just subjective objective subjective like it depends on the person that's what i'm trying to say so i hope you enjoyed listening to this this is available obviously as a video on my channel and also as a podcast um, I'm going to keep going with the podcast because I, I really like listening to them. Like, not mine, obviously, but I do a lot of commuting and podcasts, like, help me live through that. So, I think podcasting is a very, uh, I really like it. It's a good medium and I would like to keep going with it and it, it's not trouble for me to do it. So, if anyone listens by podcast, I would love to get any feedback, whether it's as a comment on anything. You can find us on Instagram or on Twitter and on Facebook, actually, as well. I made a Facebook page, too. So I'm on all the socials. So particularly if you get to the end of this and listen to it as a podcast, I would love some feedback, if you wouldn't mind, how you found it um, and stuff like that. So... Thanks so much for listening slash (laughs) slash watching and I'll catch you next month. Well, hopefully next week. (laughs) We'll see how quickly I can get these out for September of 2019. The games of which are Darksiders 3 and Batman Arkham Knight, which pretty excited to try. I've tried Darksiders, but I haven't tried Batman yet, so... I will see you then. Thanks for listening. Bye now.